0: saturday night be without spooky south coast getting all screwed up the wonders of modern technology why do we do this anymore really why do we keep doing this we're in the internet age now we don't need this anymore we don't need this aggravation we sit here and we wait we wait we wait we wait for the red Sox to do whatever they're going to do and then we start trying to do the show and we can't do the show but we're doing it now whatever let's move on Sorry to sound so aggravated, people. Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with science advisor Matt Moniz. Uh, The silent assassin, Matt Costa, is still a working stiff. He's not independently wealthy yet, so we need to uh, work on that for him, though. We need to work on that for all of us. Yes, don't we? Then he won't have any Spooky South Coast broadcasting problems. We'll have our own network then. Well, we do. We have Spooky TV, but we'll have our own Multimedia conglomerate network. So uh, we are here to talk with you about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night. And uh, tonight we will have, of course, an abbreviated show because it's a Saturday night in the summertime. And uh, let's pay attention to the Red Sox so they can go nowhere. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't mean to crap all over the Red Sox. We have a a very fine family of sponsors here who uh, love the... Love the Red Sox and love uh, broadcasting with the Red Sox, and and so do we. We just get frustrated. We're only only messing around. But uh, it does look like it's going to be a smooth, free-and-easy, spooky South Coast kind of October this year. So uh, we don't have to worry about about Red Sox playoff (laughs) games getting in our way. Uh, But uh, we will be talking tonight in just a little bit with our guest, Audrey Starborn, who's going to talk with us about the Experiencers Speak uh, event that's coming up on September 8th. And uh, we will talk with her about some of the speakers that are coming in for that. And we'll talk to her about some of her own experiences that led to her uh, forming this conference along with her sister, Debbie. And uh, we will also be talking to Chris Balzano, our content director here at Spooky South Coast, about the Balzano curse, which a lot of people are wondering, you know, what's he talking about? It's one of those things where at first you kid around about it, but then that kidding starts to get a little bit more serious. And so we'll talk with Chris about that coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program. But we want to remind everybody out there that uh, tickets are still available for our upcoming Legend Trips event at the Fearing Tavern in Wareham, Massachusetts. It's going to be in actually in four different buildings, all with a very long history in Wareham. Uh, the Fearing Tavern, which was built in the 1690s, the one-room schoolhouse, the Union Chapel, and the uh, Methodist Meeting House, which were all from the 1800s, so you're going to have your chance to get in there and check these places out firsthand, along with uh, the Spooky crew, Jeff Belanger, we're going to have Stephanie Burke and Tiffany uh, Rice, (laughs) I don't know why I'm screwing everything up tonight, but uh, we'll have them on hand for readings, and also to be part of the investigations, Uh, tickets are $99, that includes lectures, live taping of 30 odd minutes, and dinner. As well as hours of investigation. Now, people have been asking me, people who have never been on a Legend Trips event have been asking me, you know, it must be hard to go to these places and actually have a paranormal experience or capture evidence or even, you know, conduct a serious investigation with 60, 70, 80 people in attendance. Well, you're right. That would be the case. But we break everybody down into small groups. And by doing that, it ensures that there's never really any more than 10 or a dozen people in that Uh, building at a time so it works out really well and people do get to have an intimate uh, investigation experience i mean i I, i'm going to tell you right now it's not going to be as great of an investigation as if you were in these places by yourself but the point of this the point of legend trips is that we get you into places that you might not be able to get into by yourself so and you also get to learn from other investigators and you get to help out first-time investigators so it's a a good community building thing as well so just go to legendtrips.com or SpookySouthCoast.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. Because uh, when we get closer here, out of, when we get out of the summer months and into the fall, those are going to go quick. So uh, take advantage of them while you can. We're also working on some other cool Legend Trips possibilities. I can't let the cat out of the bag just yet about some of the things that might be going on. But we're working on something right now in, convention, uh, in con- conjunction with an upcoming convention that if it works out, it's going to be really, really cool. But... Uh, We'll, we'll hold off on that till we can actually announce something, but let's just say that uh, even if uh, we don't work things out with Legend Trips and this convention, we'll still be talking about it because it's going to be a great event. So uh, speaking of great events, uh, why don't we bring on uh, Audrey, and uh, I should probably have had her on the phone already. Yeah, that would have been recommended. I didn't realize before we started that there are zero commercials available in the system for us to take a break. So uh, I will ask Moniz to do that if he can. And do you need the number? It would help. Okay. So, uh, and also I want to remind people, too, that our new book, myself and Christopher Balzano, is available. It's called Haunted Objects, Stories of Ghosts on Your Shelf. And it's available pretty much everywhere where books are sold and also on Amazon. And it's, uh, it's become quite, quite the popular book on, online. We're getting some good reviews. We're getting people uh, actually writing to us about their own haunted objects experiences. And uh, they're also uh, wondering if there's going to be a sequel. So uh, who knows? There might just be. We'll have to find out what the publisher wants to do. But uh, if you have a haunted object or if you've had an experience with one and you want to share it with us, you can just email us, SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. That's the way to get a hold of all of us. That email goes to myself, to Moniz, to, to Chris Balzano, to Matt Casa. So if ever you're looking to get a hold of any of us, SpookyCrew.com. At spooky dot is the way. We're also working on trying to get Moniz to get his own Facebook fan page. It's been the the hot top hot, hot topic of conversation in the chat room all night tonight. So uh, we've been trying to push him into that because he doesn't believe me when I tell him that there is fan interest in Matt Moniz. And uh, and and we have Katie here in the studio with us. We're gonna throw. We're gonna make you talking to the microphone for a minute. You you guys know Katie. She lives in one of the most haunted houses around. And uh, you can actually attest to the fact that there are Matt Moniz fans. You've seen them. There are. And yeah. it's a little scary, isn't it, when you think about it? Yes. Because Very. he's not exactly uh, somebody who, you know, when you, when you think of Matt Moniz, you don't really think of public figure. You think more of Hermit living in the woods, or in his case, on an island, writing a manifesto. Yes. You know, That's laying exactly. booby traps around the property. <laughs> And uh, calling anybody that knocks on the door that damn guy from the government again.
1: Hey you kids get off my lawn.
0: Yeah. Except uh, you know, in, in his mind though, they're not kids. They're uh, they're actually there to expatriate him from the country. <laughs> How's things working there? Are you able to No. Oh you gotta press the button at the top of the phone. Hold it right now. There, you go. there you go. Sorry. So I forgot I forgot he's an iPhone guy, he doesn't know how to work an Android. But
2: I'm also not getting a dial tone to call out. He's got mad skills right here.
0: Hold your finger over the disconnect button for a minute. <laughs> now pull back. Now press VIP. No, don't press air yet. Now dial. Hit VIP. Don't p- not that VIP. The green VIP. All right, I tell you what. I want to find a commercial that we can take. We'll be right back here in just a few minutes here on Spooky South Coast. Spooky, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with science advisor Matt Moniz. and we've got Katie in the studio. Dude, I don't know if we've never given your last name out on the air. So I thought we wouldn't do that just for privacy reasons, but it's up to you if you want to share. I want to turn your mic on though. Your microphone will be on. We actually have a uh, call on line one, so let's take that call first before we dive into the discussion with Audrey Starborn and and hopefully the phone lines play along. Uh, We'll get into the story in just a minute about why that phone line issue has me concerned, but let's take this call first. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you?
2: Tim, it's Taylor Cormier. How are you? Hey, Taylor. How's it going? I forgot to tell you guys, the VIP line is not working. Thank you so much for (laughs) for letting us know. Neither is line two. Okay. okay.
0: Good thing that we never really have that many calls backed up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> have a great show, guys. Thanks. Have a good...
0: Bye. That was awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so that, hey, at least we know that Taylor's listening. So uh, we know that whenever we have problems, we have somebody who is uh, understanding and appreciative of what's going on. So, Alright, well, as I mentioned, uh, we do normally have issues when we try to connect with Audrey or Sister Debbie. It's just it's the way that it goes with them. It's not just us. It's it's every show that they've pretty much ever been on. There's a technical glitch that happens every time, almost without fail. And, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, the outside observer looks at it and says, oh, you know, hmm, maybe they're just trying to play this up for dramatic effect. But no, because <laughs> like they're trying to get their message out and they keep getting stopped from getting that message out. So you would think that sooner or later, you know, they would just not have that happen. But. No, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely the real deal. So hopefully we can keep things rolling. We know that in this case, at least, it's an equipment failure here on our part. And it's not just in relation to this interview. So uh, we will bring uh, Audrey on the air. Audrey, are you there? Hello, Audrey. Oh, let me try now.
1: There you are! <laughs> oh God, I just had this weird noise, and it just kind of shut off, and you were gone. So I don't yeah, know. no, that
0: was that was me. I just did that on purpose for dramatic effect. <laughs> I, I turned the phone button don't off.
2: do that. <laughs>
0: I was just trying to set things up a little bit there. But how how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? It's been a while since I've talked to you guys.
0: Oh, we are spooktacular. Well, you must have talked to Moniz.
1: Oh yeah, I talk to Matt all the time. But, and Katie, I, I haven't seen her in a while. Hi,
0: Katie. Hey. But uh, we've been talking for a few weeks now uh, about the uh, the Experience to Speak event that's coming up on September 8th. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you have planned for that event?
1: Oh, wow. Um, let's see. It's on September 8th. It's going to be held um, in Gorham, Maine. It's about, I'd say, an hour and 45 minutes to two hours outside of Boston. So uh, right in the Portland area. So it's really not, um, you know, far out as far as Maine goes. I mean, Maine, you could drive for 12 hours and still not, uh, you know, be through the states. So um, we're kind of on the border of New Hampshire. Our event uh, takes place a week after the Exeter New Hampshire's UFO Fest that's going on on the 1st. And we will be set up there um, selling tickets for Experience or Speaks. Uh, it's an all-day event. We open the doors at 9 o'clock. Uh, we are gonna have our opening um, presentation probably around 10. And then, you know, the speakers start, you know, right after that, and they go all the way up until 10 o'clock at night. So uh, it's going to be a full day um, with just one lecture after another. We've got people coming from all over the U.S. and Canada to tell their stories. Of course, um, we've got some some pretty big names, including Travis Walton, Kathleen Martin, Peter Robbins. Of course, Matt Moniz will be there. Um, You were doing
0: good right until you got to that point with the big names.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we've also got uh, Christopher Bledsoe Sr., who was on the Discovery Channel UFOs Over Earth, um, the Fayetteville incident. Uh, Terrell Copeland, he's been on um, the ABC primetime Outsiders show that we did and uh, ufo hunters um we've just got you know so many of them i can't even you know begin to get into um to everybody but uh every one of them is um, amazing either a researcher in the field or abductees so it's just it's going to be great um we will have um food available and also on the first floor of the building is going to be where we're going to have vendors set up and healers and tarot readers. So there'll be something to do, you know, to wander around just so you're not in a chair all day long. So, um, yeah, it should be a pretty pretty, uh, intense day. I mean, just the energies that are going to be there and, you know, the connections with people and the message that gets out, that's what it's all about.
0: You will find, though, uh, you may be surprised to find there will be people that will sit in their chair for the entire day.
1: That will be good. You know, I mean, get up and stretch. But, yeah, you know, it's going to be uh, one of those things where I think you're just going to be so captivated by, by the stories that, you know, time will fly by. And before you know it, you know, it's going to be 10 o'clock at night. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if people were uh, glued to their chairs. Now, so it's going to be a great day.
0: I don't mean this to sound flippant in any way, and I, I mean this with, with utter seriousness, but is there any concern on your part that when you gather together – this many people who have been abductees that you may be asking for trouble?
1: Well, you know, I don't, exactly. I wouldn't consider it trouble. I'm, I'm, you know, there could be something out of this world, obviously, um, that happens, but, you know, I'm at the point now where, you know, whatever happens is going to happen and, you know, it's, it's meant to be. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we are gathering in a group. Um, a bunch of us will be actually sleeping and, you know, we're all going to come to my house and like camp out and, and stay in, in one location. Um, quite a few of us. So, um, yeah, you know, I'll be surprised if if the equipment works or if anybody can, <laughs> you know, record. You know, it's just going to be um, so so much energy there. And who knows? You know, by September eighth, you know, they could show up. You, you never know. You know, it's going to be uh, heading on to to the end of the year, and um, you know, a lot can change. You know, from from here, you know, till then. So
0: it would just it, it would be nice. bad news though if like. You know, everybody gathers together in like 45 minutes before he's supposed to go on. You know, the keynote speaker, Travis Walton, the the guy that everybody's coming to see. All of a sudden, he disappears. You know, like that. Right. That wouldn't <laughs> be good. Although yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of those jokes, I'm sure, over the course of the day. You know, oh, yeah, like when true. somebody runs to the bathroom, like where'd he go? Did they come and take him away? Right. No. Right,
1: or you know, it could be just in an, an empty hall. You know, people wandering around looking for everybody. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs>
0: know, tumbleweeds. But, I mean, on this show, you know, we do deal with a lot of people who question the idea of abductions. And and a lot of our listeners, you know, they're not really sure. And it's one of those things where you might not be convinced until it actually does happen to you. Uh, So this might be a good chance for them to go and check out and really talk to these people and understand, you know, this is a profound experience that has happened to these people. Even if you don't choose to believe it, something happened to these people that have changed their lives and affected who they are as people. And and you may have a greater understanding for the phenomenon.
1: Yeah, if anything, you'll learn a lot, because, you know, you'll see that these people are just everyday people, you know, it affects um, all different cultures and religions and, you know, races and and both sexes, and it's just um, such a variety of people in one room. I mean, there's like 20 of us that are going to be speaking, so, you know, that alone, I mean, we're just coming from all over the country, and, and everyone has a... A different story we're all different ages we've all been at different locations when these things have happened we never met each other you know before so just listening to these stories and how similar they are to one another knowing that you know it's people that didn't get together and say hey you know let's make all this up and and you know let's play this because that's not it you know we, we couldn't make this up if we wanted to you know it's, it's that deep and i mean there's that many details that um you know you'd really have to be the ultimate science fiction writer to to come up with this you know and and to have it coming out of you know 20 different people's mouths and and all different places all over the world and different times it's just it's an it's an amazing thing and you know yeah this is a good place for the skeptics to come you know the the speakers will all be set up so you can approach them you know they're very approachable you can talk to them ask them questions get your answers, look them in the eye, you know, and see for yourself that, you know, they're obviously telling the truth, you know, because they're not going to be staring at the floor and kicking their feet. They're going to look at you and say, yeah, you know, this happened. And, um, you know, it's different when you meet somebody face to face, you know, you get that um, first impression that, hey, you know, this guy, you know, this girl is telling the truth. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. And, um, you know, it's just about, getting the message out and and gathering. Um, And, you know, a big thing for us, too, is is to be connected with one another because we all have a a bond, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of the minute we meet, it's like a family connection, I guess, or a long-lost friend. So it's really a a great feeling, and it's going to be, you know, some intense energies and really great messages and just an all-around great, informative day for everyone.
0: And if people want to purchase tickets, which, of course, are only $20.12, which yep. is a, a nice little <laughs> nod to the year that we're in and the, uh, the shift that we're undergoing. But uh, if people want to get a hold of tickets, what's the best way?
1: Um, they're going to have to contact me. Um, they can go to the Experiencers Speak um, Facebook page. Uh, there's also a blog, um, Exper- Experiencers Speak uh, blog page, too. Um, And they can contact me, and my phone number is 774-766-2558. They will be available at the door, but they're going to be limited by then. Like I said, we're going to be hitting the Exeter Fest on the 1st, so it's best to purchase them ahead of time. Uh, If you do get them at the door, they will be 25, just because we don't want to make change, and, uh, you know, it's kind of last minute, so... You know, a couple extra dollars for somebody to sit out in the sun and and take um, money all day instead of being able to be part of it is, is, uh, you know, what we're going to do. We're also going to be selling tickets at the Gardens of Atlantis. It's a healing and metaphysical center um, in Dayton, Maine. They're having a, a psychic fair on the 26th of August, and that's also... The bed and breakfast where um, Peter and Travis and Kathy and Matt and Chris Gledsoe uh, will be staying. Um, she's got a beautiful place. It's a huge old Victorian home. It's just gorgeous. And I wanted to make sure that uh, those people were kind of kept separate from the mainstream hotels, you know, because there's so right. many people that are going to be there for that event that I don't think they would get any rest if and they were. Because you don't in. want to
0: put Monies in a mainstream hotel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. they'll be attacked by as attackers. <laughs> I uh, <laughs>
0: I actually had the uh, the pleasure uh, during our uh, Slater Mill event of staying in the same hotel as Matt Monies, and and uh, I was cornered by the head of housekeeping in the hallway. You will not bring him back no more. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that to sound stereotyping, but you know yeah. that's that's what she sounded like. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll not bring him back. Now, as far as tickets, uh, Audrey sent me about twenty, and we have some here at Spooky. AFP. People want to write to us. We can also facilitate sale of tickets too. Sure, a limited yeah, but, I
1: will be replacing them. Uh, you know, as you need them to, So just let me know when you need some. I'll send you some more.
0: Right. So if anybody locally wants to purchase tickets, just uh, get in touch with us, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast dot com, or come on mm-hmm. by during the show. We'll make arrangements. Uh, well, to why don't we give tickets?
1: some tickets away?
0: Oh, we we can certainly do that if you'd be interested. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we we can't do it tonight. Okay. Because <laughs> we have you on the regular phone line, and okay, if somebody yes, calls right. in to win them, they're going to knock you off. So, <laughs> but okay. uh, when the VIP line is fixed, we would uh, we'll be glad to do that.
1: Yeah, definitely give a pair away, you know, and get some, get some callers and. Some interest, and definitely, uh, you know, getting the word out is, is the main thing now.
0: So, uh, right, and, w- and w- of course, we plan on talking it up uh, all the way up until the event. But now yeah. we should let people know, though, that this is being put together uh, under the banner of your organization, Starborn Support. I mean, and yeah. we-, we should really let people know what Starborn Support is all about.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Starborn Support is a support group, and we also do, you know, research and investigations for um, UFO but we concentrate mostly on the abductee. Um, we work directly one-to-one with the people that need help and um, give them guidance and just, you know, support where they need it. You know, being an abductee myself, I know how hard it is to find that kind of support. And, you know, even if you talk to your family and they pretend to listen, they just uh, they don't understand, and there's um, only... You know so much that they can do to help you know just somebody that has been through it can give you a whole other level of understanding uh, we also hold um, abductee support group meetings we have one coming up on august 18th and that's also in maine um, these are confidential closed groups uh, where we just get together and talk about anything we need to and just give each other support um, so august 18th is our next meeting and you know we will um, welcome abductees you know so they can contact me at that same number uh, if they're interested in coming to the support groups and um, yeah it's just uh, we started the group in, in 2006 and it just you know took off from there you know it was just one of those things that that grew overnight and uh, I never you know planned on it to get like this but um, you know I, I'm really happy that we've been able to help so many people. I mean, we've helped people from all over the world um, that have called. I mean, even if it's just one time we talked to them, you know, they, they reached out to us and, and they got what they were searching for. But most of our people, um, you know, a lot of them will be at Experiencers Speak or, um, you know, just we've formed kind of lifelong bonds and gotten to know each other through, you know, email and phone. So this will be... Um, kind of a reunion of sorts for me you know i'll get to actually you know meet these people and hug them and and talk to them you know face to face because i've been working with some of these people since 2006 so uh it's it's really personal and exciting for me um just you know to meet this this wonderful group of people
0: and and of course the website for starborn support is starbornsupport.com and, and
1: uh, there is there is a phone number there, which is the hotline, which is actually the same number that you call to get tickets. Um, you can, you know, people can call me 24 hours a day. I know that, you know, a lot of this stuff happens at 3 in the morning, so call me at 3 in the morning. You know, you don't have to wait. Usually I'm up at the same time, too. So um, <laughs> it's not a problem. Um, you know, I know how it is to, to, you know, come back from an experience and be scared and with nowhere To go, you know, and nobody to talk to. And a lot of times, right when you get back and you realize what happened, is is the time when you need support the most. So, you know, I've had many people call me, you know, crying and scared. And that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why I'm here. So, uh, you know, working with these people and giving them a place and and someone to turn to is is what I do. So, uh, well,
0: we. I was going to say, we have uh, about 10 minutes left in the segment here, uh, but I do want to ask you, in as much as you want to share with us, about your own experiences, about what happened to you and your sister uh, that led to the formation of Starborn Support.
1: Sure. um, I have a twin sister, and we're both lifelong abductees. Actually, um, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock on National Geographic Channel, um, our show that we just did, the documentary, The Secret History of UFOs, um, Plays Again, and you'll be able to get some kind of an idea um, from the interview that they did there. But, um, you know, it started when we were very young, as far back as we can remember. Uh, The beings would come in our room, and we used to call them the bald man, and we didn't want to go to sleep because the bald man was coming. And, you know, our parents, you know, would just be like, oh, there's no such thing, go back to bed. And in the meantime, you know, we're scared to death, and knowing that these things are coming, and uh, writing journals, we, we kept a lot of pictures and, and descriptions of what was happen in our journals. Um, my mother had found them one day and looked at the pictures and, you know, read the stories and thought, wow, you know, these girls have really good imaginations and they're really talented at this art. And she was in the store one day and, and walked by Whitley Strieber's uh, Communion book when it first came out and saw the cover of that book um, and this almost, you know, we hit the floor because it was the same being that was in our journal. And, of course, the journals have since disappeared. Um, she kept them in a safe location, and when she went to retrieve them, they were gone, uh, which is no big surprise. But um, Debbie and I would, you know, endure these visits for, for many years, and, you know, they continue to this day. We do have different races that are coming for us um, now, and it seems to have taken a more positive, um, turn, I guess, uh, to put it, it's not so scary anymore. You know, we've learned to, to, um, you know, get rid of the fear and it's, uh, a lot easier to, um, to handle when you get rid of that fear. A lot of abductees, um, that I work with, I tell them, you know, I know it's really hard, but the fear is what is actually making it a negative experience. Now, The beings that come for us are completely telepathic. So when you're scared, they're scared. When you feel pain, they feel pain. And, um, you know, that's the way it is. So when you get rid of that fear, which is very hard to do, I still haven't conquered it, especially when some, you know, certain beings come easier to deal with the more human-like beings because their energies and appearance are much like ours. Mm -hmm. The other ones aren't. Um, they, They actually feel different. Um, energy-wise, and just uh, it's a very, very scary thing. But, so you, know, but you, are,
0: you are able to communicate with them, though, telepathically, so yeah. have they given mm-hmm. you any kind of explanation as to why that they continue to do this?
1: Well, they have, uh, told me at one point and my sister that they were, you know, we asked them, you know, what are you doing, and they said, you know, we're, we're doing, what did they say, they're upgrading or altering our DNA and, um, Said that they were going to do it for enlightenment purposes.
0: Your own DNA I mean, or, or the DNA of mankind?
1: I guess it was, I don't know. That was, you know, it was directed at us. Um, so I imagine, you know, as abductees or, I don't know. That's a good mm-hmm. question. Um, but uh, it seems that abductees, the families experience it. So it's like it runs through generations. So obviously they've been... Altering family lines for a long time. There are some, um, abductees. I I know of one who's 80 and his grandmother and great grandmother had experiences. So that's hundreds of years right there in that family alone. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you gotta think that if they've been altering DNA and working in family lines that, you know, at some point, you know, this is gonna, you know, it's gonna evolve, I guess. Um, on its own, so um, it's it's pretty interesting. And, and now that you mentioned that, I don't know. Have they you know, have I, they given an explanation
0: at all as to, or have you asked why it has to be done by force and why they can't, you know, try to maybe get a, a volunteer program going of, or or even why it has to be such a scary experience? Why can't they kind of uh, explain in advance uh, to the exactly. people that they are going to abduct? And that's
1: you know some of the most frustrating um moments and and that's the most frustrating part of this whole thing is uh but you know you you ask them questions like that and they'll give you an answer like you know you have to find out on your own or everything you need to know is inside you laying dormant and it will awaken as you need to know so it's those answers to the questions are sometimes more frustrating than the question itself but um i know that they had told me at one point that um you know, there's some people that are abductees and some people that are just experiencers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, they said it like, uh, I guess when they... do so I put it where it'll make sense. Um, I guess when they seed the souls on this planet or they're, you know, they're... I guess that makes sense. Like when they seed the souls on this planet, there's three ways to do it. There's like the star seeding program, which um, the egg and the sperm and the soul meet at conception, and then there's the walk-in program, which is when somebody dies, like, say a baby dies, and then a new soul steps in and it comes back to life. That's another way to put the soul in. Now, with the abductee, they actually have to physically put a fetus or the sperm and the egg into a, a, a human mother, so they have to actually put their hands on it. Now as this fetus grows and is born and is developed, they have to actually continue to physically take them to work on them and upgrade them while the um, star seeds and walk-ins can pretty much evolve and everything happens on its own for whatever reason. I mean, that's the three ways that they explained to me um, who were brought here. So hmm. the ones that are actually physically put in have to be physically altered. The ones that are made, as seeds at conception can continue on their own, as well as the walk-ins have already, you know, evolved to the point where it can progress on its own.
0: I mean, it sounds to me, and, and of course you've dealt with these beings, and, and I hope to never have to myself, but uh, you, you would probably know better than I, but it sounds to me like it's almost no different than what our, you know, zoologists do. Uh, sure. our biologists, where we, we tag things out in the wild, we release them, and then we bring them back in every once in a while to kind of see how things are going. We do the same exactly. thing with feedstock. Hmm.
1: And, you know, yeah, and you know, the the perfect example would be the liger. You know, the liger can only be created in a zoo. You know, in, in nature, the lion and tiger would never be together, and the species itself as a cub will not survive because of the size of it. Um, so the, the natural selection wouldn't happen. So when they do this in a zoo, you know, they have this monstrous creation where, you know, the, the father lion has to be, you know, the, the father has to be the lion. The mother has to be the tiger because the lion has that growth gene. And that's why it's in hip, it's, it's not stopped, um, where the lion female has a gene that alters that giant giantism growth and will stop it. So, uh, yeah, and it's just... The mankind created that cat and can only keep creating it, you know, that way. And, like, the mule or what is it, the the, the donkeys, um, it's a horse and a mule. And a mule. Right. or The mule, all right. So the donkey and the horse has the mule, and it's born sterile. So the only way to make another one would be to breed again, you know, or to implant. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And the cattle mutilations, you know, they, they take the cows, but, um, you know, the cows, their genes are a lot like human. What is it, like one chromosome away or something, Matt?
0: A couple, but, yeah, they're very, very, cattle. very close. That's why we can metabolize their milk better than... Right. Uh,
1: yeah, and that's why they use cattle. You know, even in that, in that show fringe, you notice that Walter takes a cow and he uses a cow, you know, because of that... Exact reason, and uh, so they, the cattle does make sense. They take whatever they need to, you know, to help with their scientific work.
0: Hmm. Well, it definitely sounds like something that we'd like to have you back on in the future to explore more in depth. Because, uh, like I said, I hope that it never happens to me, but I'm fascinated to hear the stories of those that it does happen to. And if, of course, if you want to hear stories for yourself, you have to go to Experiences Speak on September eighth in Gorham, Maine. It's going to be your chance to see all these people in one location, to talk to them, to find out more about this phenomena, and to find out you know exactly what it is that you have questions about. They're, out of all these people there, they're going to be able to at least offer you up what they've been told as their answers. And it's, oh yeah,
1: and everybody, like I said, will be available for questioning and autographs and just you know all around good conversation. So it's going to be a great day. Plus, and it's, I hope just, it's a bunch
0: that. of cool people anyway. Even aside right. from. Well, it's also There's going fences. to be a great place for right. the family members of abductees. You know. And I
1: think you guys should do the show right from there. It's a Saturday night.
0: <laughs> maybe we can work that out. The problem is we have to have somebody back here to do this. So maybe we'll have Moniz up there broadcasting, and I'll be back here uh, running the stuff.
1: He's going to be there anyway. You might as well
0: yeah. give him something to do. <laughs> might as well have him do some work. Although uh, yeah. I, I did see that uh, a good member of the spooky family, Christian White, is going to be there too. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be well represented up there. Good. And uh, so, again, if you want to find out more, just go to the Experiencers Speak Facebook page. Uh, you can also get to that by going to the Starborn Support site, starbornsupport.com. And, uh, Audrey, we thank you for coming on. We'll talk to you again real soon.
1: Okay. Have a great night, guys. And thank we made you.
0: it through with no problems. <laughs> okay. All right, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Of course, we made it through because we weren't tempting fate by doing an entire show either. So. Okay. And uh, now we're just going to wait for Chris Balzano to call in. He can do so now. And we'll talk with him about this idea of the Balzano curse. I mean, this is something that Chris and I have talked about off the air. And uh, it's something that he's been just getting into the public realm with uh, right now. But let's introduce him first as the the author of the latest book, Haunted Objects, Stories of Ghosts on Your Shelf, along with his (laughs) handsome and talented co-author, uh, who shall remain nameless. But uh, thank you for joining us on the show, O oh, Big Star, now that you are out there on the Media Whirlwind Tour.
2: Oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, you know, raping reap, the whirlwind, as uh, Emily of says.
0: I can't believe now that uh, you still have time for us.
2: Of course. My first priority is now and always will be to Spooky South Coast. As a matter of fact, I drugged my wife to get her to sleep tonight, just to come on the show only know, you know, to be thwarted by the uh,
0: socks. Well, I uh, and and I, I appreciate. I just got your text. I appreciate you know the idea of that we should be staying uh, with that discussion that we were having with Audrey. But I actually want to save it uh, so that we can do it for an entire show. Uh, I would love to have her and her sister join us, and Moniz, of course, who has worked with them uh, over the years, and and have an entire show where we can really just dedicate it. I, I was afraid that even sticking with it in the time that we have left, we wouldn't be able to do the topic enough justice. So, uh, yeah,
2: I, mean, I think as a content director, I was thinking like, you know, I think there are a lot of people out there that don't know exactly what UFO people do. Mm-hmm. You know, we always hear the aftermath. We always hear their stories. We always hear the connections that are made, talking about years gone by. We really need to delve into what, um, what a, a UFO hunter or a UFO runner does. Um, and and that's a, that would be a great show.
0: Well, we'll definitely put that on the slate for the future. We'll, we'll let our content director know about that. But uh, uh, yeah, well, we want to kind of, we want to we, we introduce people tonight to the idea of this Balzano curse. And this is what you were talking to me about earlier is you kind of want to put it out there and and talk a little bit about why it is that you feel that you were cursed. And then we can kind of let people uh, you know, offer up their insights, their opinions, their services, whatever it is that it may be. And then we can revisit this topic on a future episode. But I know we've talked about it off the air, but tell the people out there and and share only what you're comfortable in sharing. But talk about the fact that you think that you're cursed.
2: Well, you know it's it's really interesting. Um, you know, I lead such an odd life um, that, and it's funny, the people around me kind of have just um, grown to deal with it. So it becomes one of those things where we just kind of wink and nod and say, hmm, "Yep, balls on a curse again." Um, and it really is a crazy kind of, um, uh, and, and it's never anything horrendous, although there have been some horrendous things, but it's always this low-level wackiness, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, a, a series of misfortunes. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, and we've talked a lot about this as we've together done our whirlwind tour of the book, you know, how many coincidences does it take for you to start raising an eyebrow and being like, that is, that is ridiculous. Um, and so we came up with this idea, um, what we were doing, Spooky Crossroads one night, to have a show.
0: Wednesdays, 10 I, p.m., Spooky TV.
2: Wednesdays, 10 p.m., where we talk about, like, you know, um, you know, okay, here's, here's the symptoms of the curse. Here are some of the things that uh, have kind of happened. Um, and now, cure me. <laughs> you know, can someone break this curse? And I thought it was really odd. You know, we had we had someone cancel tonight, and so it was like, hmm. Because this week I have been inundated. Um, I did uh, darkest radio, darkest from Town, like their live show this week, and I have been inundated with um, uh, emails from people because I, I spoke of the, the story we get into in the book about uh, Jackie Barrett and the and uh, Ryan DeFeo and the, the spirits or the, the dark figures and the complete craziness that happened to me while um, I was deciding whether or not to write that book. And I've had a ton of, <laughs> of response from people who want to, like, perform exorcisms on me and deliver me and offer me advice on how to, to break this. And I'm like, you know, this is kind of weird. Like, you know, my initial reaction is, no, don't don't stay away from me. I don't really kind of believe in that stuff. But, you know, this curse kind of still lingers. This kind of weird. I was going to say, aren't stuff. you
0: giving a credence, though, by... By even thinking in your head that it could be all related, aren't you? Even if there isn't a direct curse placed on you, aren't you kind of creating one?
2: But, and that's and that's you know, does it become its own thought form? Does it become something that kind of roams in the night and and does it make me um, more prone to do the stupid thing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, did I uh, <laughs> did I drop the cookies <laughs> by accident or whatever the, the thing is from the Matrix? Um, you know, but it, it's it's one of those things where you know, it's it's there regardless, and it's often other people that point it out to me, and then I make the connection in my head. So I think to some degree I do, and it becomes it becomes, if you will, the puckology of my own life. Like anything that goes wrong is part of this kind of overwhelming curse. But um,
0: but now that it's outside of you, maybe you need an outside force to to cure it. What do you mean by that? Well, now that it's become something more than just what's internal for yourself, uh, you know. It, like, for example, if you thought it was bad luck, bad luck might be something you keep into yourself and you're like, right. wow, I'm just really the unluckiest guy or I'm the clumsiest guy or, you know, whatever it might be. But whereas you vocalized it and you've given it this title of being a curse and other people have picked up on it, then maybe it's it's something that exists now outside of you. And and so it's going to need somebody's abilities to kind of to get rid of it. I mean, maybe it's, it's gone beyond the point of where you can just control it. You know what I mean? Because exactly, you've yeah. given it voice now, so it's no longer under your control. So you that's can't just decide of, to get rid of it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am. And it's like, you know, it's not just a catchy topic for its show. It's like, okay, let's see if there really is something out there. I mean, who's going to – what kind of people can come out to break a curse? What kind of people can – you know, is it – are they Christians? Are they Wiccan? Are they um, people with psychic ability? Who is the kind of person who can break a curse? And more importantly, can they do it long distance without coming to my house?
0: Well, yeah, that's the key part. Uh, but Because, of course, if you go to Chris's house, it might rub off on you. But, can't, I mean, isn't the big part of them being able to, to fix this curse, reverse the curse, isn't it you having to be willing to uh, have faith and have belief in the cure?
2: You know, I mean, we've talked about this in terms of... of You know, being uh, a demon fighter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like so many people out there, out there, and they, and you know, for for, for better or worse, they're out there, they're doing it, and they're putting themselves in that. And uh, and I always say, don't come see me because I don't have enough faith in anything to. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's one of those things where whoever would do this would have to be strong enough and convincing to me enough to actually work on my uh, on my subconscious anyway. If there, whether it be effective or whether it be placebo, they'd have to get through my kind of uh, uh, cynical defenses first.
0: Well, I think that there are probably some people listening to this right now who would be willing to give that a go. And, uh, it, it, of course, they should get a hold of you probably via email. Would that be best?
2: Yeah, via email, via Facebook. Um, you know, uh, call well, they big. Can I also will I also be kicked off as someone calls into the show right now?
0: Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. And plus, we, plus <laughs> we only have a few minutes remaining in the program, so. Oh, um, okay, but uh, yeah, Spooky Crew at SpookySouthCoast.com. dot uh, com. That email would go directly to Chris. Uh, also, Balzano at SpookySouthCoast.com dot com will go directly to him as well. Uh, I mean,
2: and I'm and I'm hoping that that you know, as this reaches podcast as well, that people will will take that that initiative as well, because uh, I think it's one of those things where. You know, I want to put it out there for all kinds of different people to, to to see if they can break this.
0: I mean, are you willing to go and get a live chicken and, and cut its head off and dance in its blood?
2: Uh, I, uh, no. Um, when I, when, the, um, when this was initially diagnosed, and it was diagnosed by um, by two different psychics who uh, I happened to go to who were like, whoa, what's up with you? Um, and, um, you know, I, one of the first ones, that, you know, I usually, uh, you know, by almost kind of like unwritten law, I'm not supposed to say bad things as you're getting this like fun little reading, mm-hmm. um, but like, dude, what's up with you? Um, and one of those people suggested this kind of elaborate bath in ointment and incense and stuff like that, and I didn't do that.
0: So if you didn't do that, you're certainly not going to dance in chicken blood. We've, so, only got, we've only got about three minutes left, but i got to ask you this, and you've talked about it on Spooky Crossroads, so I'm going to throw it out there now. But didn't you feel that part of the origination of this might have come with an ex-girlfriend?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's at least at least kind of the active part of the curse. I mean, when you look back, it's kind of like there were some other things that happened pre-that. Um, there were some, uh, some very weird um... near-death experiences that i had, and I don't mean near-death as not go to the light, I mean near-death as in like, I should have been dead and nothing happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, at least from the, these two psychics especially, point of view, it began with an ex-girlfriend of mine, um, she was Wiccan, um, she was extremely active, um, she was extremely crazy, <laughs> and, um, you know, I would say it was a very volatile relationship, very venomous relationship, and it eventually broke off. And when it broke off, at least, um, you know, she was very angry. I remember she actually threw a copy of a uh, Van of Wright's book in my head and then, you know, dumped this perfume I gave her all over my, my door almost as if she was, like, cleansing it with obsession. Um, and <laughs> this, this, both of these psychics had very similar, um, they both narrowed it down to her, even though they didn't know her.
0: Um, Did you you try contacting her and asking her to get rid of it? (laughs) Um,
2: uh, No. Um, I I made contact with her, and so a lot of people who are friends of the show have heard me tell the story of contacting her to ask her a question while I was writing Ghost of the Bridgewater Triangle, and it didn't go well. Um, (laughs) And one of the psychics actually said, don't approach her about this. Um, It'll make it worse. Um, but what, what, sh- what they, they both had said was, you know, it's one of those things where there needs to be a lot of energy. Um, and what they, what, the, what they both kind of identified was this very odd um, void, which was formed in my stomach. you um,
0: got about a minute left, Chris, just so you know.
2: Okay. And the aura, my aura, was kind of being sucked into this vortex and it made me very uh, susceptible to bad things that would happen around me, um, but it also made it so that there was something kind of dim about my, my person so that I would never have lasting relationships. People would become very intensely uh, into me, both male and female, like not necessarily like a boyfriend-girlfriend kind of way, and then fade. And they wouldn't be able to identify why they had stopped wanting to be with me. They would just stop. Um, and that's kind of been the story of my life for many a year. Well, and,
0: and I was going say you haven't gotten rid of me yet. And so that might be <laughs> your ultimate curse right there.
2: Yeah, it's quite a distance between us, though, isn't there? You really can't see my aura from where you are.
0: Oh, you'd um, be surprised. <laughs> well, well, we are we are out of time, though, Chris. So if people want to get involved and, and find out more about this, talk to you more about this, uh, and offer up their solutions, they can find you on Facebook, Christopher Balzano. They can also email us, crew at com. Uh, We are up against it here for the end of this show. We will be back next week. Uh, Hopefully the Sox will play a little bit nicer and we can get on earlier. We didn't even get to address the fact that it is the 120th anniversary today of the uh, Andrew and Abby Borden murders, so uh, definitely check out uh, all the information about that on... Tom
2: Fusco next week.
0: Tom Fusco next week? Yes. All right, so uh, we'll get back into the discussion about the paranormal deep inside the paranormal uh, next Saturday night. So until then... Uh, For Matt Moniz, for Matt Costa, for Chris Balzano, for Katie, who's in here with us tonight, we want you all to stay spooktacular.